Hey there, folks. It's shocking. I can't believe it. We've made it to the end of 2016. Welcome back. The final Uticast of this calendar year, episode 79. And today, we are sitting down with Sarah Miller, Jeff Percente, and Ali Wilmez of the Utica Yoga Project. Plus, we're going to be recapping a uh, an eventful 2016. We're discussing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we're going to play a little bit of Would You Rather. All that and more on this week's Year-End Spectacular. Day. I think that'd be a great name. Be an excellent name for I today. I didn't do a damn thing today. I feel like anybody who expects to get something done today is just lying to themselves. <laughs> yeah, mm. I'm a big fan of Boxing Day, uh, and you know, I forget that it's Boxing Day. Yeah, it's Boxing Day, and for me, uh, I'm on vacation, so like I forget that for other people. They have to like either go back to work today mm-hmm. or tomorrow. So for me, I feel very like this was like a throwaway day. Just in general. Oh yeah, you got plenty of days coming. You're on vacation. You can you can burn that first vacation day. I got more uh, family stuff to do this evening, so mm-hmm. I got to get through today before vacation time really kicks in Fair full enough. bore. I might not put on a pair of jeans for the next five days after this. That's my. There you go. <laughs> that's my plan. Uh, and you know, and on top of it, not only is it Boxing Day, if you're living upstate New York, which I assume you probably are if you're listening to this, that freezing rain this morning did not make it any easier to want to have motivation to go up anywhere. Yeah. Um, it got me thinking about it. I was on Reddit today, though, and I heard a good uh, good thing about freezing rain. We get mad about freezing rain. You know what would be worse than that would be boiling rain. That would be, that'd be horrible. <laughs> that would be terrible. I'm trying. At least you could drive in it. <laughs> I guess. I mean, not boiling, so can you can't open your window. <laughs> no. It's what air conditioning's for. <laughs> I actually have a funny air conditioning-based uh, question later on we're going to get to. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we're recovering from Christmas, uh, the Christmas holidays, Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, which is actually the more of a holiday, I feel like. You do do more on Christmas Eve than you do on Christmas Day in general, I feel like. How was your uh, how was your holiday in general, buddy? Well, pretty good. It was pretty good. It was really quiet this year, but yes. like I'll actually take that because I've been so mm. busy recently that it was nice to just have like a couple quiet days. So it's not bad. Mm. Give me one. Uh, give me your high point and your low point from uh, from this Christmas season. Uh, the high point, I, I actually I can't say the high point yet because I've got somebody holding it back. But somebody in my family's got very good news. They got oh. delivered to us. Last See. night at Christmas. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. That. So we're not we're not doing a public announcement on that just yet. But somebody who was in my family. So big yeah. time family news. Yeah, yeah, big time family news. What did you so your that was point? probably my high point. My low point. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. 
I don't know. It's it's really tough to have a low point in the holidays, I guess. Just the fact that, you know what the lowest point is for me? It's like I had a couple days off, but like they're so full with Christmas stuff that it feels like it wasn't really, you know what I mean? It just feels go, go, go. Yeah. I think my low point was actually probably we canceled, uh, me and my brother and sister were going to do Christmas today mm-hmm. up at my brother's yeah. house because everybody's got to run around and do different stuff like that. Oh. Um. So we were going to do that today, but it got canceled on account of the ice because like my sister lives out in Dodgeville and travels pretty far and it was just one of those things yeah. that was so gross out. So that was my low point that that got canceled. Wait, so have you not given your brother and sister presents yet? No. Oh. Nope. You still got presents coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still got some presents coming down the pipe, so we'll see. It's uh, So now we got to yeah. just like find a weird afternoon this week to get together, mm-hmm. so we'll see okay. how it goes. Uh, see, high point, high point for the kid. Uh, certainly, I would say, would be that I ate about 37 almond paste cookies. I you, think is... Oh, my God, you love the almond paste. Really just the highest point. Of all a lot of cookies this year. I'm we looking around. So many we got like four or five things of cookies. Swimming in cookies. Uh, no, I, I actually uh, jokes. I I got to see everybody that I li- I really wanted to see this year. Except Adam, I didn't get a chance to see yet, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, mm. But GFOP Adam Goldstein from New York. Shout out to Adam and his new wife Vika. Congratulations, mm-hmm. first Christmas together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I pretty much saw everyone I wanted to see, uh, and it was very low key. And I have to I have to admit, this is the first. Christmas since my grandmother passed away. Mm. And for my mom and her sisters, you know, I think this was the first year we didn't all do, like, a big family meetup. Right. Every one of the families sort of did. That's something I've, yeah, I've noticed yeah. in the past couple of years. My family's starting to get a little bit more fractured. Yeah. Because um, mm. there's not, once you, once you, one, and not like a bad kind of fracture, no, not no, that no, there's no. any issue, but once you lose that one, you know, like, matriarch, patriarch, like, top, figure in the family it starts to i mean that's how you know that probably happened to like your grandparents at some point too they yeah. probably used to have a grandparent they went to and then eventually they became yeah. that person you know what i mean yeah so it was nice for us to do a very uh almost close-knit close quarters kind of christmas this year which is very mm-hmm. rare for my family particularly who's known for throwing big lavish cross family extravaganzas that's true uh and certainly the low point was um, my infamous, at this point in time, uh, knee injury that I obtained on Christmas Eve. Busted that leg real good. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, what happened was I caught a Grinch trying to steal some toys, so I I wrestled him, Mm -hmm. and he gave me a kick in the knee. But I saved Christmas, so uh, I think it was worth it at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I fell going up some stairs carrying cookies. I I wasn't going to tell him. I was going to let him think that it was No one believed me. Uh, And I guess before we go into our next segment, uh, what was your best gift? What was the best gift you got Uh, for Christmas? Tough to say because I do still have gifts coming. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I got some some great stuff. You know, I don't know. I don't know what my favorite is. I like giving the gifts. It's more fun to give give the the gifts. gifts. Uh, I do have to say, my sister, God love her, she's a good woman, she had called me earlier this year and said to me, um, don't even try and get me a Christmas present this year because I got the best Christmas present that exists. You can't beat it. And I said, okay, we'll see. And she was right. She got me an art, uh, an art, an artist's rendering of Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park with his shirt open, laying down, and framed it in a gold frame. It's the greatest picture I've ever seen. I can't. I, I don't even know what to say. Like my presents will never stack up to that. Well, it's that. unreal. I'll try and post a photo on uh, Uticast Instagram. Just to make everybody jealous? Uh, Just to make make Mark Simon jealous, because he loves Jeff Goldblum so much. There you go. Yeah, that's about all I really had, though. Uh, Yeah, good, relaxing holiday. You know what I got to try? What? For the holiday, I got to try those, uh, the Samsung virtual reality headsets. Oh, did you? 
Yes. Did you like it? Super cool. Really, <laughs> oh really, God, really, really, God. really cool. Yeah, yeah. And they were telling me my uh, my cousin Colin was telling me that they just they threw it in for free when he upgraded his phone. Do you think that now you've tried one? Do you want one now that you've tried one? Yeah, I mean, I'll probably you know I have a Samsung phone. I'll probably continue to have a Samsung phone. So I'm going to you know if they give me one, I don't know how much I would go, I don't know how much use I would get out of it. Mm-hmm. And like we've talked about it before, and it's one of those things where I feel like you would try it for a little yeah, while. Yeah, that's kind of. And then I mean. eventually it just becomes like a you know like a mm-hmm. little like one trick pony sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But it was really I was surprised at how like I had. Mm-hmm. The thing strapped to my face, and I had the earphones in, and I was like looking out this like skyscraper window, and all of a sudden there's just like robot gunships, and this robot yanks me out, and like you feel like you're falling, yeah, yeah. like all of it. It was really cool. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, try. I'm, I'm very curious. As a video yeah. game guy, I'm very curious. I it's way better than I thought it was gonna be yeah. for like a contraption that you put on your head that yeah. you slide your cell phone into. It was much cooler than I thought it was gonna be. Um, so we're gonna go into our year end sort of recap. Uh, much like last year, I'm not really, not really getting into a lot of current stuff we're just going to talk about the year that was i got a couple fun games for us to play sure uh sarah and jeff and Allie from the utica yoga project are here uh so they joined us this week and uh let's just let's just get right into it let's let's end this year once and for all sounds good get it over with let's get it phone it in My problem with the New Year's Spectacular is it generally falls a week after the Christmas Spectacular, and then we start getting into a run where it's like, every week is a spectacular. Maybe you should be wanting to put on a spectacular product every week. I, I suppose that's a, that's a oh, fair shit. way to put it. Uh, Mara, welcome. Hi. Uh, happy Boxing Day. It is Boxing oh, yeah. Day here in the studio. Yeah, I can feel it. I invited you to our... Uh, made Utica Christmas thing last night. I just don't want. I, I want to put that on the air that I did invite you, but you, you were out doing your own thing. I was. I was with family. Did you have a good time? I did. I good. had a really good time. Uh, I just asked Kevin, uh, can you give me a high point and low point from your Christmas experience? Mm, um, probably my high point was introducing my dad to Snapchat filters. Ooh. Yeah, I saw some of that on <laughs> Facebook. He, it was adorable, <laughs> honestly. Um, probably my low point, uh, I was supposed to go see my baby my baby cousin, but he had the flu. Mm. So, couldn't see him. And what was the best gift you got for Christmas this year? The best gift? Cash. Cold hard cash. Cold. Every year, that's my favorite gift. <laughs> it is the best gift. <laughs> Every year. Uh, I had uh, loans to pay back, so I got some cold hard cash. There you go. I held it for about 45 minutes and then directly deposited it to the loan collector. It's so short. Hey, time. hey, it's the gift of getting back to zero. Yeah. The square, getting back to zero is a great way to start the year for me. Good. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this is the last week of 2016. This is the last time we can say... Ugh, what a, what a year 2016 was, man. <laughs> Ugh. Are you tired of the, the 2016 haters? Yeah, it's it's oh, it seems overblown. You just get it everywhere. It's like, oh, yes, I get it. Great joke. Like, it's just, it's overdone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there are a couple things I do want to talk about that sort of tie into those veins. One particularly is the only real topical thing that's going on. Uh, George Michael died last night. Capping I heard. Off. Uh, I know. 
that's actually really sad. You know what? Tough to be George Michael because nobody's going to remember. Yeah. Nobody's going to pay attention to George Michael after all what? the people we've lost this what year. What about the song Freedom? What about Prince? What about yeah. David Bowie? Mm. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, poor George Michael just picked little, a tough year to go. A little overshadowed, yeah. I did. I went to look up like the list of people we lost this year, and it is like... Intense. It's darkly comic yeah. in the in how many people are on it yeah. um although my favorite reddit post was everyone's gonna be super disappointed in 2017 when famous people continue to die because, uh, <laughs> which is a pretty fair assessment but here's just a short list of people whose names happened to resonate with me when i went back through uh harper lee died this year mm-hmm. remember that leon russell uh leonard cohen which people were really really disappointed yeah. about yeah that was yeah. a tough one can I can I make a hot take about Leonard Cohen? Yeah, you can. I I remember like in my early hipster like formative years trying to get into Leonard Cohen for like the cred. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like it. Like I I appreciate what he did for like the music world and like yeah. the importance, but I never really listened to Leonard Cohen. So I, I feel could see, like I could see that not working with you. I feel like a lot of my sadness for for that was just sort of like ah oh, that's a shame that this talented but people were really devastated yeah. by by Leonard Cohen. My Leonard Cohen in this scenario was like Alan Rickman slash Gene Wilder, who I've been vo- I've been very sad about yeah. both of those ones this year. Those Gene were tough Wilder, for me. Sure. That's fair. I'm the same way with both of those. I'm just kind of like, ah, oh, that's too bad. What a shame. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the other side. Not of that. so much. I, I like Gene Wilder a lot, but I don't really care about Alan Rickman either way. You see, I love. See, Rickman was in a lot of movies I liked. I loved Die Hard. I loved Dogma. Um, you know, I rewatched Dogma probably like in the last year. Does not hold up. Really? Yeah. I'd have to go back and rewatch yeah, it. A lot I of was Kevin, surprised. I was surprised. Smith movies don't don't hold up. Uh, you guys mentioned it, Prince, uh, yeah. David Bowie, uh, Muhammad Ali, which I forgot happened this mm-hmm. year. Uh, any of those resonate with you particularly, Mara? Muhammad Ali for sure. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably one of the worst ones, but Prince was Prince and David Bowie. It was pretty intense as a whole. Because I think we heard about it for a really long time after it happened. Well, Prince was was relatively young compared yeah. to a lot of these guys. Like when Muhammad Ali died, you're like, well, you know, that was inevitable. He was an old man. He was pretty sick. Yeah. Even Bowie was, you know, in his seventies, I think. But like Prince was like fifty one. Yeah. Something crazy. Like so, he still had that. Was it's it's always a shame, you know, yeah. when somebody goes much younger than they should like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think. It was a tough. It was a tough year. I think we feel like it was a lot more than it normally was because it was such a. There's a lot of things to complain about this year. Yeah. Although I think if you really look at it, it, probably wasn't any different than any other year in terms uh, of people. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> it gets a little morbid to try and go through the research. Which year had the most depressing celebrity deaths? There was uh, a lot. Yeah. So the other big talking point of the year, obviously, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, we couldn't escape this year talking about Donald Trump. And I, I did talk about it on the show because it fills a lot of content, to be totally fair. But, like, 2016's over, 2017's going forward. We do have the future of We're Donald Trump. We're all kind of just, like, pretending it didn't happen. It's, like, <laughs> We're the, all just kind of sleeping it off. The, the end is kind of nigh, though. It's coming up sooner than later. We're less than... Uh, less than a month away from the Trump presidency. Anything... you? Any final thoughts on this before we move into the... You can't, it's tough to have final thoughts when it's just the beginning. You know what I mean? I think I've, I've, I've extolled, really, though. I mean, it's yeah. the beginning of, at the very least, four years. Uh, eight, if we don't get our heads out of our asses. Oh, my God, don't. It very, it very well could be, and people need to hear it because it's the truth. That's oh, how wow. we got snuck up on this time. Um, yeah, it's, it's coming. We've talked about it a ton on the show. It's been everywhere. Everybody everywhere talks about him on everything because it fills content, and it's easy. But it's just, you know... 
I think that's also led to a lot of his um, things about him and his behavior to be normalized because everybody oh, just keeps yeah. talking about it. Yeah. And so it seems common, so it doesn't seem shocking anymore. And I think that's a huge problem. And yeah, that's going to be a shitty part of the next four years. Yeah, that's going to be a big talking point. I hope I'm wrong about everything. No, I hope you are, I hope you I are really too. But... <laughs> I've seen a lot of people starting to get ready with articles about that for the next year about the normalization of sort of the hate speech and like the negativity. Yeah. Although, I'll, I'll, I'll talk, I'll say one last thing about Trump before we move on because one of the things I've noticed about Trump that drives me the most crazy, I forget that before all of this happened, before The Apprentice, he's been a celebrity for a long time. Mm -hmm. He pops up in really weird places from the past that you don't always remember. And then when he does, it's like, what? Gah! Gah! What are you doing? Sick. I was watching Home Alone too. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> he just ruined it. Yeah. absolutely ruined it. The whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Home Alone too. I'm like, I forgot I like Home What the hell? the hell is this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's more than any... Pr and that's because of the kind of candidate he was. Like, yeah. You wouldn't see Obama showing up in any old stuff because he probably wasn't on television. He was working. <laughs> he was working. <laughs> Uh, so another thing that people were talking about that let us down here in 2016, uh, trust in the media has been a big conversation point of the year. Fake point. news. Yeah. Um, I think that's uh, I think that's only going to get worse going forward. I think it's, and I don't even know if it's a trust in the media thing. I think it's just we're getting we're in the middle of a transition of where we get our media from. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll get worse before it gets better. I assume is the the generalization of that. That's been a big talking point of the year. Fake news. I don't know. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think it's, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on for a very long time, but you know, at least it's becoming, you know, moving more over towards the mainstream. Um, I think that people are hopefully, I mean, people are starting to look at like where does your news come from? And when I say that, I mean, no matter what your source is, where is it coming from? So if it's some weird mm. click through on like some bizarre site on Facebook that says that, like Obama's a dragon or whatever. Or if it's, you know, you look at anything that you see that's, you know, even the New York Times, the Wall Street yeah. Journal, you have to look at it, okay, who owns that? What company owns this media and what are they putting yeah. forward? And I think um, it's been really tough for the older subset of our population who have grown up always being able to trust the newspapers and the TV. But nowadays, you know, now that the only thing that sells is eyeballs and viewers and clicks and it's become, you know, news as entertainment, it's important to be very careful about what you're getting and where you're getting it from. I'm almost, I'm almost tempted to put up, like, a poll of some sort, because I'd be curious to know if you just broadly asked, you know, like, the whole city, right? Yeah. Where they go when they get their news. Because I'm, like, what, let me ask you, Mark. Like, when you, like <laughs> who, where's your first stop when you want to see what's going on in the world? Well, I try to avoid it, honestly. Yeah. Um, I actually try and listen to people around me more. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that's biased because then I'm just getting news from people that I associate with that I have conversations <laughs> right. with. So it's it's dumb, but that's why I don't I usually don't put my opinion too strongly on things because I know that whatever articles I'm looking at, I'm not looking to see how legitimate they are. I'm just kind of soaking in the information. Mm. But mm. I I'm not one of those people that has super strong opinions on politics though. So if you see any article, What's your chance on believing it? Are you, are you skeptical of almost any article you see at this point in time? Yeah. Now? Yeah. Yeah. That's at fair. this point. But like, like even like Fox News and like CNN and stuff like that, like Fox News is something I yeah. never really yeah. trusted. I'd be honest. I don't get any real television news of any merit anymore. No. Like I, I don't watch TV. Yeah. 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 I mean, I look at a television and consume content. I don't yeah. watch TV in the sense mm -hmm. that like click through the news. I mean, every once in a while, you know. 
jump on there. Like, I'll see, like, the local news if I'm mm. flipping through, and I'll just stop to, you know, yeah. gaze and marvelment at the product they're putting out. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but, like, other than that, I don't really consume any news on TV. Well, some of them are, like, reality shows now. You know what I mean? Well, because you got to draw eyes to it somehow, so how yeah. do you get more people to watch a television program? You have to make it more easily watchable. Exaggerated. Just yeah. everything is exaggerated. It's a joke. Hmm. I never expected that I would probably get most of my news from, like, I hate to say Reddit, but I go to Reddit a lot. Well, and, that's, like, not, that's... that's not where you get the news. That's an aggregator. That's the place where the stuff is, but they don't provide any news. Right. That's I know what you mean, but, like, it's weird that that's the first place I'm going to go in the morning if I want to... If I see something... In, if I saw George Michael died, right? Mm-hmm. I saw it come up on, like, uh, right. on Twitter or something, mm-hmm. right? Which is another example of a place that the news shows up which is probably not a great sign for how i get my news but um i I disagree i disagree because all it is is it's a place that's giving you because now that you have to look at 20 different sources Mm. to get an idea what a thing is now people are giving you a new service which is here's 20 different sources in one place for you to peruse you know what i mean Mm. i don't think that's bad or any worse than getting it from anywhere else Mm. at all um, I still feel safe going to NPR, although I wonder if I should sometimes. Like, is M- NPR always seemed like the safest news source to me. The trick is now you have to you have to look at and listen to more than one. Like if there's a story, yeah. you know, some story happened today. Yeah. You can't just go to one place, your one-stop shop for news. So, like, yeah, you should look at NPR, and you should also look at, you know what I mean, all the different, you know, all different places. Get as many sources as you can from, you know, the higher-end, you know, the higher-end places that are more well-respected. And that'll sort of give you an idea of what's in between the lines, so to speak. Um, Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Uh, What else do we have for this year? Oh, it's a bad year for phones. Bad year for Apple. Bad year for Samsung. Exploding phones. No headphones anymore. Phones are getting worse. Is that exploding phone thing really true, or? Well, it. They had to recall some of their Note Seven tablets because they were catching on fire. That really did happen, though. Oh yeah, no, oh, they okay. recalled them. Yeah. Because there was like some video with like Seal Green that his like blew up in his face and he like passed out on the floor in his studio, and they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, no, it's not real." Yeah. <laughs> well, like... the, this is a real story, though. I don't know if you heard about this. Apparently, you can't take a Samsung Galaxy Note on a plane on certain types of airlines. They won't yeah. let you bring it on anymore. Okay. Somebody brought their Wi-Fi uh, hotspot with them, mm-hmm. and after they had changed over from their Samsung Galaxy Note to this, wi- uh, this Wi-Fi hotspot, the name of the Wi-Fi hotspot was still Samsung Gal- Galaxy S7. So they had to land the plane and figure out what happened because they thought that someone brought the phone on. Turns out it was just a wrongly named hotspot. That's like a, a, that's a new generational problem. (laughs) It's it's not really in the, not in the pilot's manual. If there's a Wi-Fi server that shouldn't be on your plane, please land it immediately. Um, I feel like Apple took kind of a beating this year. As an Apple guy, I feel like I have less faith in Apple now. Really? Why? How did you? How did I what? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I didn't hear anything really about Apple, but I didn't really pay attention. I don't know. I. I oh, maybe with the. Are you talking about the headphones? Well, that's part of it. I yeah, just, that was kind of crazy. Now they're also talking about they're gonna. They might get rid of their iMac line or something along that line. I heard a really funny story that Tim Cook is really just set in place to make Steve Jobs continue to look good, even though he's not not around anymore. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. All I'm saying is I was like an Apple guy hardcore for a really long time, and this is the first year that I've been sort of like, eh, maybe I'll get that Google phone. Really? <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of interested uh, in the Google I love phone. My Apple it's you know it's just it's it's taking away features and withholding features so you can you're already overcharging for your product. Yeah. Sure. You're already overcharging for all your product and you're withholding features from stuff and releasing it so you can release extra versions. Mm. 
because you know you have the hardcore fan people that will buy it because it's yeah. the newest. And now you're taking off, you know, basic things like the basic, you know, charging, like the headphone jack and things like that. So now everybody has to spend X amount of money on all this other stuff. And it's just nickel and diming people for, you know what I mean? Like I've been an iPhone user and I've been an Android user. They're not even close in my book. Mm -hmm. And it's just crazy to me that they keep getting people to send them the money for... What I what it feels like an inferior product to me, and they just like keep like how many buttons can we press with you people before you're like okay I'm done with this shit you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm intrigued because I just jumped on the Chromebook bandwagon for Christmas this year, so now I'm on a different like operating system on that. I'm very curious to see what sort of struggles and and complications I'm going to find transferring files back and forth between these two products. Yeah, that's what I get worried about. You should be yeah. all right if the files are the files. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, dot mp3 dot jpeg something yeah. like that they're all those files that just is what it is i'm not as computer and tech savvy as i you would imagine i am as a that guy means you, don't trust, you, you just don't trust the computer like no no there's something <laughs> to the machines <laughs> it is, yeah, i'm, I'm just, telling you right now yeah yeah it goes to the machines uh and finally uh until i brought it up right now did you guys remember that the olympics happened this year no what <laughs> I forgot that they happened. Did when was that? Happened in them at all? Summer? Yeah, yeah, Rio, Brazil. It was terrible. What did they do? Uh, Ryan Lochte caused a scene. Oh, I just heard he got arrested, but that didn't even happen yeah. at the Olympics, so that wasn't even. You know, that was outside of the Olympics. Yeah, uh, that's all I remember. Let's see what else. Uh, Michael Phelps stared at somebody angrily. I remember that. That was like a <laughs> meme for a while. Yeah, the U.S. women's gymnastics team uh, sat like some records, dominant, like, some top level performances. That girl, um, I want to say Katie Ledecky, the Katie swimmer, Ledecky, yeah. like beat her own Olympic world record by like mm. a pool's length, like some <laughs> superhuman robot swimming. I, I discovered, grew infatuated with, and then easily disposed of uh, judo, air pistol, and like the biathlon, which were all pretty pretty tight. And then say I judo. Judo was tight. Oh wait, that's like the only thing I actually did see at the Olympics. This was, year. Judo? was judo? And I feel it like was judo was really not tight. Good. They weren't doing anything. I wanted it to be tighter. Yes. And it wasn't as tight as I handball. Had Handball was the surprise winner of the Olympics this year. If I took something away from the Olympics, it's that handball would be fun. I did watch some of the Paralympics. Is that what they call it? See, that's inspirational, though. I'm, yeah, I'm into that. It was awesome, though, because I had never really sat down and watched it, and they had like their version of um, rugby mm. with the wheelchairs and everything like that. That seems intense. And it was awesome. <laughs> it's like Demolition Derby. Yeah, it was, it was actually <laughs> wicked cool. Um, well, so goodbye, 2016. I'm saying we're... Good I, guess, I know. It was a crummy year. I'll say it once for the last time. Uh, was it any crummier than the years before that? Remains to be seen. Yes. Remains to be seen. Uh, I'll tell you one thing you can do to make your year a little more uh, exciting in 2017. You can get into yoga. That's what I did. It made me feel a little bit better. That's a great idea. It's a good idea. It's good for your body and your soul. And I'm not just selling them hard because we have Sarah, Jeff, and Allie of the Utica Yoga uh, Project on. I'm also a supporter of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll be attending their Maiden Utica-sponsored uh, event on January 8th at Maiden Utica headquarters. Yeah. Utica Yoga Project. I promised the trio that I would go. So now I can't back out. I have to go. Got to do it. Have to go now. I told them I would do it. Uh, but let's get into our interview with them. The first time we've ever had... Three interviews uh, at the same time, all three against me. It was a little intimidating. Yeah, highly outnumbered. Highly outnumbered, but, uh, you know, I I plowed through. Utica Utica Yoga Project, let's do it.
do appreciate you guys coming out. I know it's a couple days before Christmas. It's really, really nice to you guys. I know it's tough with the holidays, shopping, family, all those kind of things. Uh, but I want you guys to know on my end that this is the last thing I have to do before Christmas vacation. <laughs> this is my last actual task that I have to accomplish Beautiful. before my vacation begins. Sorry. So thank you guys for extending my work. Yeah, Sorry. That's our pleasure. <laughs> well, thank you. And, and, uh, no, it's a real honor to have you guys here doing me a big favor. And also, because we've, I've actually never done an interview with more than two people. This is mm. We're breaking through uh, new wow. ground here. I've done two people before, uh, but three people is very interesting. Now, because of that format... Uh, I'm sure there will be times when you guys, maybe someone's not talking and someone is. Please feel free to help yourself to any of the delicious Christmas cookies I've left <laughs> here on the table. Uh, don't eat all the almond paste cookies. Those are my favorite. They look lovely. They're very good. My mom made all of them. They're very delicious. Uh, but I am here today with Sarah uh, Sarah Miller, uh, Ellie Wilmes. Wilmes. And Jeff, I'm going to have you pronounce your last name. I'm I can't pronounce up. my last name. You can't. I cannot. <laughs> It's not. Uh, I lost it a couple of years. Percianti. 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 Yes. Percianti. Yes. Okay, I'm Italian. I can get. I can get. Yeah, that. yeah. Jeff Percianti, and you guys make up the Utica Yoga Project. I love the title. Um, and for the sake of argument, let's start with you, Sarah, because I've known you the longest. Sure. All right. Uh, congratulations. You are now. You've completed this. You're the second. Married couple to appear on the show wow, separately. Wow, that's Ryan's amazing. Been, uh, Ryan's been on the show. Now you've been on the show. I want to say you guys, the Truitts beat you guys. They got to it first. They the were Truitts. The, the Truitts were the oh, first yeah. married couple to be on the show. I'm you not guys surprised. are now the second. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, whenever, you, whenever you want to bring your, your kid on to have her interview. <laughs> Once <family>. she's talking, <laughs> then we'll be the first family. How is, <laughs> how, is uh, how is motherhood treating you so far? Are you enjoying it? Are oh you... my God, it's the most amazing thing ever. It's the best. It's the best. It's the scariest, but the best thing ever. And I want to I want to share a story with you. Um, I knew Ryan uh, through Maiden Utica stuff, through Think Invader stuff before I really met you. However, I knew that you were you and Ryan were. Like the, a thing. thing, right? Yeah. So I started temping at Mohawk Valley Community College, and you came walking through the the halls one day, and I saw you, and I think that I gave you a weird like that stare that you give people. You're like, I think I know that person, but I can't tell if I know that person. But it's gonna follow them with my eyes, and I I'm almost sure that I creeped you out. You so, totally did, but I thought I knew I, you too. All right. So it was the thing. <laughs> so I apologize for making you go. That's what happens to me when I, I when I can't like fully comprehend what's going on i just stare blankly into the abyss so i'm i'm sorry uh sarah let's let's go into a little bit about your backstory though because i don't know that much about you besides the times we spent at mb and, and knowing ryan as well so where were you originally born where are you from initially i am from rome rome new rome york, new york. Okay. yes Yes. Did you, so you went to, you stayed in Rome all the way through, like, middle school, high school? Oh, yeah, I went to RFA. I was a black uh, knight. A black knight? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Can I, what year did you graduate, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, you're making me date myself. <laughs> 2002. 2002. Okay, so did you get to see the new RFA building? Was that built when you... I was the last graduating class of the, the old the building. The old building, okay. See, yes. I was the first graduating class in the new Proctor building. Oh. So when they built the new Proctor, I remember thinking, like... Yeah, this is nice, but I've seen the new RFA building, and it's <laughs> awesome. Yes. So if you missed out on that, I'm very sorry. Oh, no. We got to leave. We had a lot of freedom. It was okay. They just stopped letting us do the, My kids at Proctor, uh, they're not allowed to go off campus for lunch anymore. Oh, they, as of this year? As of, like, this year. It's um, a real downer. Because I used to love doing off-campus lunch. Oh, yeah. It's the bomb. Yeah. Uh, so what brought, you, what brought you to Utica out of Rome? Oh, boy. Well, I bounced around. Mm -hmm. I was in Indiana. I was oh, wow. in the Catskills a bit. 
And then the job at MV brought mm. me back to Utica. Did you go so. to college in between anywhere? I did. I went to SUNY Cortland for undergrad. Whoa. Oh, you're a red dragon. I was. <laughs> and then I was a Hoosier. I went to IU for grad school. What did you major in? History. Mm, one of my people, history yes. major. Yes, yes. You and you're not working this. in the history field. I am not. All right. Excellent. Success. My history professor at Hunter told me the same thing. He's like, you have a history degree, but you'll be very lucky if you actually work in a field that has anything to do with history. Yeah. And lo and behold, he was right. Yeah. Um, now, I guess, uh, I guess the question I'll get to is, at what point in time for you did yoga make an appearance in your life? Like, what was your first remembrance of yoga being like a thing that you were interested in oh my gosh the most stressful time in my life mm. graduate school graduate school yes yeah. it was 2007 2008 and I was just my mind was blown I just couldn't believe I had been missing out on this my entire life mm. and it came it, it, grad school is hard you know I was a 12 hour mm. drive away from home and um it was incredibly I was in a PhD program mm. so it was yeah. incredibly stressful oh yeah and so yeah, it was it was then that I found it, and it's mm. not left me since. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna move on to Jeff for just a moment here. Uh, Jeff. So besides the name thing that I screwed up, I apologize. I'm I have this feeling, and I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uncover it in the course of this interview that I know you from somewhere else before this. I'm, I think I'm gonna I think I know where, but I'm gonna figure I it out. I think I do too. I'm gonna figure it yeah, out. But I want you to figure it out. First. I'm gonna figure it out too. I think. All right. So let's start off. Uh, with, where were you born, Jeff? I was born in Whitesboro, New York. Whitesboro, New York. Yeah, so right next to Utica. Right next to Utica. <laughs> no, I had a lot of friends in Whitesboro. What was that like? Did you like growing up there? I did. Mm -hmm. I did. It was very. It was very peaceful. Mm. You know, it was a it was a nice school development and um, I enjoyed it for the most part. I was a very different person out of the high school though. What was like, your what kind of guy were you like emo I was, guy? I was a fat guy. Fat guy. Yes, mm. very much so. And I, I was very <laughs> jovial about it back in the day, but I was very unhealthy as a kid. Now, I'm, if you get uncomfortable with this question, please don't no, answer. No. Um, do you feel? Did you know when you were younger that? Were you aware of it, or was it just something that you just sort of looked past? Were you, like, aware of your physical, like, health mm. and things like that at that age? That's such a good question. I, um, I think that I was, but I was mm. very much, like, in denial about mm -hmm. it. You know, I, okay. would, I would think that, like, yes, I am, but it's not that big of a deal. Mm. My parents would always point it out, and I would always remember getting so frustrated with my parents, like, if they said, like, oh, that shirt doesn't fit you, mm. or you shouldn't eat that ninth Swiss cake roll. You right. know, like, I was... That's I was the best one, though. Yeah, Number nine the is the best one. Nine is the best one. Like, 15 is where it starts to go down. <laughs> it all falls off. Yeah, yeah, then you get sick. But um, I remember being very frustrated with my parents and then frustrated with any suggestion that I wasn't healthy. <clears throat> you know, mm -hmm. so... Um, and then the gym class was a nightmare and all those different kinds of things yeah. that, where you had to be physical and mm -hmm. whatnot. So I was... Yeah, I had a wall about it. Mm. Yeah. Now, uh, you went to college as well? Yes, I did. I went to Utica College. Utica College, excellent. I did. I'm I work a... at Utica College now, too. Really? Yes. We can talk about that afterwards. Okay. I also, I'm also connected to Utica College. Okay, no cool. Let's go uh, what, did you, uh, what did you major in college? Well, first, I first went to Pratt Munson Williams. Oh, wonderful. I did, and I was, I was an artist there for two mm. years, and that was like the creative joy of my life. It was so much fun. We, it was with all these different creative souls, and everyone was so fun, and... Yes. Did you ever get a chance to go to the Brooklyn Pratt? I didn't. You didn't? I used to live by the Brooklyn oh, Pratt. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a really wonderful campus. But one of the things I always heard about it was it's so big that a lot of people preferred the Utica campus because they got a more sort of hands-on yes. uh, experience with the teacher, whereas in Brooklyn it was just so big 
it was almost just like I, I, I walk through the Pratt Sculpture Garden sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, yeah, I actually heard that from a lot of my friends that went to Brooklyn that when the Pratt people arrive, they're called they're called like the Munsonites <coughs> or something. Mm-hmm. Sure. And they they inevitably have more experience and more um, something to work with than people that just went to Brooklyn for four mm-hmm. years. So it was great. It was so intimate. There's like 80 people there, freshman, sophomore. So and you get tons of attention and and I do miss that creative outlet. But and then I went to UC um, and I was there for three years and I was an English major and a theater minor. Mm. Wonderful. So, yeah. English major, theater minor, right up my alley. Very good. Okay. Now. Um, I'm going to assume that the place that I know you from, as I did a little bit of research, is Hannaford. Yes. All right. We were <laughs> in Hannaford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Because I, I had it was a couple other people I was trying to think. I was like, I know some Hannaford people. Uh, did you enjoy your time? At <laughs> well, I grocery shop there now, so I should decline comment. Probably. I see. That's fair. But I do. I do. Uh, I I learned a lot. I see. From Hannaford. That was a dark time in my life, in that <laughs> Hannaford period. I, I have no knocks on anyone who works. I love the people there, but I was personally not in a great place. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Let's just say they don't like when I come back in there. They're not big fans of me over there. It's no Wegmans. It's, it's certainly no Wegmans. <laughs> What's fun is that I, I lost weight while I was at Hannaford, so mm. like some people recognize me, some people don't. Sure. I'm okay with that. I was usually the surly guy taking a wrestling magazine up to the break room for a triple long break. That was usually me eating a Hot Pocket. The 18 minute, 59 second break that <laughs> would escape the, um, the computer system. Oh, the so. best. I've outed myself. <laughs> Sorry, Hannaford. Um, so, Ellie, we're going to move on to you for just a minute. Uh, Ellie Wilmes, it's a pleasure to actually have you here in my house. You're the person I probably know the least, I would imagine, by default. That's not a knock. It's um, just a mystery. It's a mystery, but it's a pleasure <laughs> to have you on the show. Uh, I, I do sort of, I have an idea now, but where were you initially born? Where are you from? Right in Utica. Utica. You a St. Luke's person? Raised. Yep. St. Luke's. All right. Technically, that makes us New Hartford people, doesn't it? I've had this argument. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> uh, and so you went through the school system, youth school system, or? I went to Notre Dame. Notre Dame, that's right. You did yes. go to Notre Dame. Yeah. What was your time like at Notre Dame? My time at Notre Dame was great. It was mm. definitely a smaller school, but, you know, we had that close-knit aspect. You knew everybody in the school. Mm. Um, really great teachers. Mm. Thought it set me up really well for the next steps in life. Mm. Now, what's interesting about Notre Dame, for me at least, was uh, I was playing in bands a lot growing up, and a lot of the guys I played in bands with were Notre Dame guys. So for pretty much my, uh, I would say my junior year at Proctor and my senior year, I spent more time with the band guys than I did with my Proctor friends. So most people I graduated with just assumed I went to Notre Dame and hung around <laughs> a lot. They're like, you're a Notre Dame guy, well, aren't you? I'm like, no. We're pretty cool over there. Well, that's what they keep telling me, the jugglers. Are, so. Jugglers, that's right. Um, <laughs> I, uh, Jeff, I'm going to have to come back to you because I totally skipped this question on you, but uh, were you into yoga at that time, or was this something you found later in life? This is something I found after college. So post-college. I, yep, okay. when I moved back home, um, a girl I went to school with actually was an instructor, um, mm-hmm. Shauna Keeler. And Shauna Keeler? Yeah. Love the Keeler family. Yes, great people. They are great people. <laughs> so she started teaching here locally, and mm-hmm. I went to a class to support her and just... Kind of stuck with it. Where'd you go to? Where'd you go to college? Uh, Nazareth, out in Rochester. Nazareth. I just took. I, I do a job where I take kids on college field trips. Oh yeah. So which, that's part of my job. Yeah. Uh, they love Casanova. They love Nazareth. They love all the Albany schools. They all want to go to the New York schools, but I keep telling them like I can't bring you down there. I can't. <laughs> I can't corral all you people in the streets. Um, Jeff, before I move, uh, before I move on with you, I, I want to go back. Jeff, I didn't ask you 
When it, at what point in time did yoga sort of sneak into your lifestyle? It started when I was very resistant to lifting weights. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. You're like, I'm with you. Agreed, my friend. So, yeah. Well, what happened was I lost a lot of weight initially by eating very little and walking a lot. Mm-hmm. So, and then I was like, why aren't I getting the results that I want? And then I, of course, like went and got like the book from Barnes & Noble that's like, mm-hmm. you need to lift weights. And I would go to Planet Fitness and, and act like I was having a really great time, but it was awful. Mm. So yes, I it thought is terrible. it is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, so I bought a yoga and yoga mat combo DVD, like the Rodney Yee Gaim <laughs> on the beach yoga DVD, and I just kept like I would take it downstairs with me, and I would just do this little yoga practice, and and it became like my nightly thing. Mm-hmm. Like I would have all the stress of the day, and then I would slip into this little yoga DVD, mm-hmm. and then um, I started going to a class in New Hartford and which totally started me on the mm-hmm. whole thing and then I what I did my teacher training really before I was a yoga student mm-hmm. so yeah yeah so mm-hmm. I just took the bull by the horns Excellent. And, Excellent. I just wanted I didn't want to forget oh, to ask you I so I want to come that. back but now I want to come back to you I want to come back to you um, I did a little bit of my professional journalism here and getting ready for the show. I did notice you have some sort of music type background that shows up on your Facebook. Do you play some sort of instrument of some sort? No, I don't. Really? I saw some sort of music <laughs> reference on there. Maybe I'm wrong. Really? <laughs> your Facebook Are lied you? to me. Are you lying Are you a secret musician that I don't know about? Maybe. Closet. No. Not at all. <laughs> okay, so I did, my research is bad. Faulty research here on episode 79. Is there Damn another Alley Maybe there is. Maybe there is. See... That's never happened to me on the show before. I've never, you know, it has. I, I told more... you, I'm a mystery. <laughs> um, so back to so back to where we were talking about Notre Dame a little bit. You enjoyed your time there. You went to Nazareth. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did you, you went to grad school at Nazareth as well, or did you go on? Um, I actually didn't go to grad school. Didn't go to grad school. Yep, just have a BS. What did you want to do after you left Nazareth? Well, I didn't really have a plan, and I wound up finding a job here locally sure. that suits my degree. Mm-hmm. Um, it's over at Icon. Oh, wonderful. Um, okay. So it's a lab position. Great. Um, get to employ my degree in biology, so it's a oh. little treasure. Okay. You're one of these biology people, right? I am. Okay. I She's am. smart. She's, oh, okay. I see what goes <laughs> Very. Yeah. Don't we have, we have completely different brains. I see what's happening. <laughs> so, like, you see what's happening here. I work the, basic, the way the job that I do basically is I work in a school where I tutor kids based on my so I have like math people and uh, and science people and then I'm like the history guy but since no one has any questions about history because they never have questions on history I've ended up becoming the English guy but if they show me science or math like these kids these are young kids and they're like can you help me with this calculus I'm like no absolutely not you are a genius you're gonna change the world I can't do this for you I'm very sorry. Uh, so, now that we've gotten all our little introductions out of the way, what I'm most curious about is how you guys sort of met each other. Was there a singular moment? Did you guys grow up together, or did it just all happen naturally? Mm, we did not grow up together. Mm. Um, Sarah and I met at my first yoga teaching gig, correct? At Shine Studio. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I remember she came in, and she took my class, and we had this like instant kind of yoga friendship connection <laughs> and then but didn't i not show up for a class that you came to yes 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 <laughs> so i had canceled a class because i was sick right and then i 
heard through the grapevine that people had showed up, so I wrote this like really, really self-deprecating message on Facebook, like, I'm the worst yoga teacher ever. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I'll give you ten free classes. Like it was so. I completely much. forgot about that. Did, did you? Oh, like totally. Yes. It was so overboard. And then she comments and she's like, "That was me. Don't worry about it. I'll come back again." Um, that was back when I was clamoring for students. Mm. Like I would, I would pay people to take my class. And now, um, and then we got to be business partners and friends and creative people together. Yeah. Wonderful. And then. We met. Well, yeah, we met. Um, Shauna moved away mm-hmm. onto bigger and better things, and I, I needed a new yogi and uh, <laughs> a replacement. <laughs> I stumbled upon Jeff, um, mm. and pretty much from there, my practice really grew and developed. And he just always had a, a different, cool pose in class, and mm. his classes were fun and energetic. And he's actually the one that kept pushing me towards teacher training wonderful and that's where i met sarah mm-hmm. so we took our training together yeah now as a uh my yoga knowledge is very um basic let's put it this so i i took i took a course at mbcc for any mbcc people called like they like it was like it was like you learn different forms of working out i didn't know what it was called anymore it's like uh physical health i don't remember they basically you take a week and you learn a different thing like we did pilates and we did uh, like the gym, and we did yoga, we did uh, a bunch of things, and they would change every two weeks. And the only one that really sort of stuck with me uh, was like the yoga thing. Something about it was very like, oh, this is this because I didn't take it very seriously, right? Is that, I don't know if that's a common thing with with people when they start it. It's like it's just stretching, right? What's the big deal? Mm. But it isn't until you really start understanding what's happening that oh, this is this is intense. This is much more intense. Do you feel that when there's a moment when people start to do it when it all sort of snaps into place. Does it make sense to them that like it's more than just like I'm gonna do a bend over stretch downward dog? Like, is there do you, do you ever see that happen? Like, have these moments of realization with people? I think so. Mm. I feel like I've seen it quite a bit. Mm. Um, have you? What do you think? I don't know if I've seen it in my classes yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I know personally, sure. you know, when sure. it, when that moment mm. kind right. of happened over over time. Um, I think we all kind of got into it for fitness, right? Sure, I mean, absolutely. we yeah. we weren't looking for because I have students all the time that are looking for that kind of you know meditation or relaxation right. sort of thing. Well, but, that's the that's the part that that stuck with me. Yeah. It's not only the the physical aspect of it, but the very calming mental aspect. I tend to be a bit of a like scatterbrain, and I'm all over the place. I, I'm sure you guys picked that up by now. <laughs> uh, but yoga, yoga does have that nice mental aspect that I think appeals to people in a certain way. By the way, I want to come back to something you said. Am I supposed to be referring to you guys as yogis? Is that, is that <laughs> because I asked you um, when I talked to you and thing, I was like, you guys have a byline. Like, what do I call you guys? Are you the owners of the Unity Yoga Project? Are you the, the co-founder? Co-founder. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, We're the yogis of the, the Utica Yoga Project. Yogis and yoginis. So why, uh, and I guess in a broad sense, what what sort of spurred you guys on to make this a real thing, the Utica Yoga Project, as opposed to just like you guys all liking yoga together? Like, what was the, the catalyst for this, I suppose? I think that it's, it's kind of going off what we were just talking about with people mm-hmm. generally aren't 100% aware about what yoga is about. Yeah, exactly. Especially in this area. Mm -hmm. When I first started teaching, 
I was teaching out of an old apartment above a cafe, and I was getting like one person per class, sure. zero people, if possible, like negative people were coming to my class, <laughs> you know, like less than zero. So, um, and I realized that people just, like, where I did my teacher training in Hudson, New York, and there's mm-hmm. such a thriving community. I mean, yeah. 60 people in a Sunday morning class, I was like, there's a difference here. Like, we need to start to get to people to be aware of what this is about mm-hmm. and what what intelligent, well-intentioned yoga is about. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, I think, like kind of our jumping-off point because we wanted to provide education as well as mm-hmm. yoga, right? And then the community aspect as well. Well, because it can be intimidating for people who've never done it before. You know, oh, I, totally. I don't... T- when I do yoga myself now, I, uh, I just sort of do the routine that I've gotten used to over the years while I've watched the news basically do you know what I mean but mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I I feel like I'd be almost a little bit self-conscious to go in in front of people now because I've, I'm sure my my form is all terrible and <laughs> my breathing is all wrong <laughs> but like do you, is that like a do you feel like that's a concern is getting people through once they get through the door to see what it's like in the environment then they can really relax and get to know like what you guys are trying to the the I'm mumbling and stumbling over here. No, yeah, I think, no, we've gotten that already. You know, we've gotten a lot of messages about it. Mm -hmm. um, And I I think that people kind of will quickly understand that we're trying to create all levels classes, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're trying to create classes that are accessible Mm -hmm. for people. And I think that should be the general rule in in yoga, whether it's a local yoga studio or a gym or whatever, that um, the teachers, I think, try to make it accessible. Now, is the idea that you guys want to do this at multiple different locations every time? Yes. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you guys, uh, what was the last place you guys did? I looked up the research on it, but uh, what was the most recent one you guys the were? Triangle the Triangle Land. Triangle Land. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jordan. Oh, Jordan Heath, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, She's the best person in yeah. the world. She's very sweet. <laughs> Shout out. Very sweet. Yeah. Jordan. Uh, and January 8th, you guys are invading our headquarters here. Yes, January we 8th, are. Please crawl in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Maiden Utica headquarters. Uh, where can people go if they want to get information about what, how they can be involved, how they can contact you guys? Do you have like Facebook, social media type stuff? Right now, we just have Facebook and Instagram. Mm. So it's Utica Yoga Project Wonderful. on Facebook and at Utica Yoga Project on Instagram. Mm. Um, and I need to point out, this is, a, this is a charity event as well. A lot of the proceeds of this are going to be Rescue Me, uh, Purebred Canine Rescue. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yes. wonderful. Yes. That's very... Out of yeah. That's where I got my little girl. Oh. <laughs> if you follow my, my Instagram, my dog is quite famous. She gives great face. Uh, <laughs> all dogs, they love it. They it's do. their favorite. Oh, she just eats it up. Um, before we get into the, uh, the lightning round section... Uh, I just want to ask, uh, I like to ask this to my guests sometimes, especially when you guys are just in the beginning of what you guys want. Looking forward, if you can, what would you like to see happen with uh, with the Utica Yoga Project over the next few years? Um, well, we'd really like to see a community develop from mm. this. Sure. Um, get people out into the city, into different places that they don't mm. know about, um, learn about different people and what they're doing out in the city Mm -hmm. and also bring some awareness obviously to the yoga practice but as well as to foundations Mm -hmm. around the city so that's our main goal i think excellent excellent all right guys it is time for the lightning round uh these are the same six questions we have asked everyone who's been on the show for the last 40 episodes or so i don't remember um, Should we be scared? No, no, no. They're all very easy. I'm just I'm thinking of the best way to format this. And I think I'll just do each question to each of you, and I'll sort of point where I'm going. So, Allie, we're going to start with you. Uh, Allie, 
in the morning when you wake up, how do you take your coffee? I drink tea. Drink tea. You're a tea person. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Green tea, black tea. What's your style? English breakfast. English breakfast. English breakfast. English oh, breakfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sarah, how about you? Coffee in the morning? Tea person? I drink both, but if I have coffee, it's black with mm. raw honey. Raw mm. honey? Yes. Oh, it is delicious. I highly recommend fancy. it. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Jeff, coffee in the morning. I have a Utica Roasting Company Columbia Organic Black mm. with more stevia than you'd be able to handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes. I have a uh, <laughs> sickening. I have a disgusting soft spot for the southern pecan utica coffee mm. roasters thing i i can't stop kevin <laughs> is angry at me because we don't get any other coffee he's like you just not buy flavored coffee <laughs> like, it's so good um all right so sarah we'll start with you on this one okay uh what was your first automobile oh it was a blue ford escort yes. like those little hatchbacks <laughs> oh it's <was> terrible <laughs> Yeah. That's a good winter car for Utica in upstate New York. Yeah, you must have had a true. lot of fun with that. Oh, I did. Jeffrey, what about you? Mm-hmm. First automobile. I was a Chrysler Sebring that my father leased for me. Mm-hmm. Convertible? That, or? that white privilege right there. <laughs> convertible or no, regular? No, it was just a regular. A if it was the convertible, I would have to talk about Michael Scott because that's all I ever think of. <laughs> no, right, yeah. It was a wonderful car. Uh, what about you? First automobile? Hyundai Sonata. Hyundai Sonata. Sitting mm. right outside. Oh, okay. Hell, that's your first one? I'm going to have to go take a look first at it. First officially owned. Oh, okay. So, Jeff, you take the lead on this one. Uh, maybe you took your car there. Maybe you didn't. But where did you go and who did you see at your first concert? Oh my god. Um, my first concert was my mother took me to, I think it was like Boys to Men. Yes, family. Yes, Boys to Men. And I was so ABC. sick. <laughs> yes, yes. But I was like I was like underwater sick, so I just kept crying to go home and they took me home early. So oh, classic. sorry, boys. To I've, men. I've done that move before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about you? First concert. First concert, OAR. OAR. Oh, you an OAR person? I am a little I'm bit. trying to think. Wait, what's the one what's the OAR song? Um Oh, God, I, I definitely had a period where I listened to a lot of OAR. I want to say it was, like, first year at MV. Oh, God, what's the song? Something about a mean game of poker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Crazy game of poker. Yeah, there you go. That's the one. I remember that one. Uh, Sarah, what about you? First concert. I was eight years old, and it was John Cougar Mellon yes. Camp. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's fair. I'm glad you said I met him not too many years ago. I was working in New York. I was working in a restaurant, and he came in with a group of people. He came in with Meg Ryan, Stephen King, and a bunch of other people that they were doing <laughs> something with. Meg Ryan and uh, Mellencamp were dating at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a huge mark for Stephen King, so my whole MO was like, I had to go talk to Stephen King. But I saw Mellencamp there with Meg Ryan. I gotta tell you, he looks great. He still looks good. He looks exactly what like... What are you talking he about? He looks exactly like what you would expect. He's still exactly the same. Same leather jacket, same hair, doing the thing. Meg Ryan looked horrendous. Well, I have yeah, to tell you that, like, yeah, that facial, where I live, I though, in Indiana, Bloomington yeah. was his hometown. Is his still home, his now hometown. <laughs> and I served him in a restaurant. Really? Yes. I think he's a handsome man. I don't know what you're... I don't know. Is he basically, the like, the... Is he like the Bruce Springsteen of that like that town? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yes. I love it. The Coke. Um, all right, so Al, we're gonna come back to you on this one. Uh, you guys might want to think about this one as well. Uh, this is a more of a current uh, listening type question. Give me one book, album, movie, or television show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. Hmm. 
I know. There's it's a, a lot, lot of options. A lot of options. Well, I've really been into the Christmas movies lately. <laughs> oh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? <laughs> favorite Christmas movie is probably Home Alone. Thank you. Yes, uh, thank you. <laughs> but a uh, show that I'm digging right now is uh, Westworld. Are you a Westworld person? Uh, I See, am. I'm almost, I want to almost hold off and watch it all at once. I feel like I need yeah. to binge it oh, at this yeah. point in time. And I'm, I'm ignoring spoilers. Yeah. I'm doing the same thing I did with Stranger Things, which is I'm just oh. covering my ears and I'm saying, da stop you haven't watched all it yet? Oh, oh. No, that, no, that, no, that one I finally watched. Oh, okay, that one I finally watched. But for about three weeks, I could not, like, you have to watch it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You have watch to watch it. it. Uh, Sarah, what about you? Wow. I'm currently reading a book called Buddha's Brain. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, yeah. forcing my, I shouldn't say forcing myself, but it's kind of about brain science mm-hmm. and how meditation kind of affects the brain Wonderful. and as we've already discussed i'm not a science person right. um but i'm really enjoying it it's good yeah what about you i've been really into project runway project <laughs> runway excellent it's I a mean, guilty pleasure I, I average probably four episodes a day at this point i got hulu and i found it and it's killed my productivity yeah. but also enhanced my sense of believing that i can sew together something <laughs> uh now this one is going to be a little tricky uh, this question generally works best with one person, but in this case, I'm going to reform the question as a group question. You guys, uh, okay, you guys are the tag team champions of the wrestling world, and you are walking down to the ring to defend your tag team championships. The crowd is cheering your name. They love you. What theme song is playing as you guys are making your way down to the ring? Oh, God. Do we have to agree? If you guys can come up with one for the Utica music, uh, the Utica Yoga Project, that would be great could as we well. Do like Lady Gaga applause. That's a pretty good no? one. No, okay. like that one. She hates it. I love it. Sarah's generally horrified by everything. <laughs> no, I can get down with that. I like Lady Gaga. Right. She's, you know, anti-bullying and all that. Right. Yeah. It's bad to be a bully. What was the name of that one again? The first Appla- one? Applause. 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 All right. Good. Yes. Good. All right. I, I'll play you guys out on that one. All right, and uh, thank you. And, uh, so and last question, Sorry, uh, last question for each of you. Uh, besides yoga, uh, besides getting the community involved, besides being a part of this great community, give us one other thing that you are passionate about, Sarah. We're going to start with you. Oh my goodness, man! I gotta say, my kid. Of it's just like it's it's what my life's all about right now. <laughs> being a mom, being a good mom. That's important, though. Yeah. Especially nowadays. I see a lot of kids who struggle with, like, the world that exists for them out there. It's a scary place for kids today, and it's good to have that support. You should be Mm. proud of that. I am. I actually am. I'm I'm really really proud of that. (laughs) Jeff, one thing you're passionate about. I'm passionate about communities of people who are interested in changing for the better. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that that's what we're trying to drive. Uh, That's what I love to be around. I love seeing the way that people's minds are changing, how society's changing. And even from the yoga studio to the Utica area in general, everything's growing. Yeah, it's so, nice, isn't it? It's so cool. It's so exciting. I love seeing it. Allie, last but not least, give me one other thing you are passionate about. I am very passionate about my horse and my dog. I was going to say, I knew how, I knew you were going to say that. I had a feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's my sanity. <laughs> can, I tell you, can I tell you a funny thing about me? Terrified of horses. Why? Terrified of them. They're so big. Yeah, they're very large. And they got those big teeth and the hooves. And I'm like, no, no. Like, I'm not, look, 
Dogs don't scare me because I'm like, look, a dog is smaller than me. I can, <laughs> I can take a dog. A horse is kicking my ass. There's no way I can defend myself against a horse, and they know it. They look right into my eyes with those big eyes, and they see into my soul, they, and they know they I'm scared. They can pick they can. up on that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's, <laughs> I'm on board with you. I stick, I stay away from the horse. Well, I can see myself getting sometime. kicked by a horse. I'll change your opinion. <laughs> Allie, Sarah, Jeff, it is an absolute pleasure to have you guys on the show. Thank you for uh, for closing out 2016 here on the Uticast. The last guests of 2016. Wow. Uh, thank you. Any New Year's resolutions before I let you guys go? For for the folks out there, anything you can promote for them? Well, that's what we're going to talk about January 8th. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All about Yoga. It. It's a great New Year's resolution, folks. I've done it like five years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> it's better every year. Every year it's better and better. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for being here. It's a real, real pleasure. Uh, folks, we'll be back to the show in just a moment. Lady Gaga. Uh, what I appreciated about their choice, so the theme song question was always tailored for people, it's like a one person, right? One person's specific theme song. Mm -hmm. So whenever I get multiple people on, instead of having multiple people pick songs, I make them choose a song together, like a group song. Mm -hmm. uh, this one was funny because you guys didn't get to hear it in the interview yet, but uh, they couldn't agree on one. Like two oh, of them like, yeah, two, two of them like that, that Gaga song. Sarah didn't. Uh, she acquiesced in the end, but uh, great time. Uh, you should check them out. Uh, go to Facebook, Utica Yoga Project, uh, January 8th at Made in Utica headquarters. I will be there uh, embarrassing myself in public with my lack of uh, bendability and posability. Oh, Guys, I have uh, some history lessons for us today. Three of them, but I don't have a lot of details, so we'll just hit them very quickly. On this day, Boxing Day in 1776... George Washington crossed the Delaware uh, in a surprise attack during the Battle of Trenton. <laughs> that famous picture of him crossing the Delaware. Boxing Day, 1776. I like George Washington. <laughs> you like that one? Yeah, that was really Are you laughing at my dumb voice again? No, you? oh, no right, good. Just, you're just awesome. This is going really well. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is really fast. December 26th. Uh, 1825, Erie Canal officially opened. That's, that's wild stuff. <laughs> and, wild stuff. No, no love for no love for the Erie Canal. Was I, mean, I got a whole lot of love for the Erie Canal. I really do. It was, was the most important part of our country's heritage, I, our state's heritage. Absolutely. And then it got immediately overshadowed by trains, <laughs> almost immediately. Uh, and also on this day in 1606, William Shakespeare's King Lear was performed. For the first time. I like that one. Do you like that yeah, one? Yeah, I like Shakespeare. Because I didn't know anything about that. <laughs> that was the one I was like, I'm just taking a shot in the dark on this one. Maybe they'll like Shakespeare. I like Shakespeare. Shakespeare's Shakespeare's on my overrated. I never understood it. I couldn't get down with the old English. Really? No, I can't do it. Iamic pentameter. It just seems right. <laughs> you should do the whole podcast from now on in Iamic pentameter. Uh, I like that one. Wait, is that not what we've been doing? <laughs> oh, have you? 
Oh. Shit. <laughs> All right. So, uh, guys, I have a uh, some music-based stuff here today, okay? Oh, exciting. Um, if you guys, I don't know if you knew about this, 2016 yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions came through this week. Oh, is in Pearl Jam in there? Yes. Yeah, sure. Pearl Jam. Oh, I know. <laughs> two, uh, Pearl Jam, Tupac, Journey, Yes, the Electric Light Orchestra, and Joan Baez. Why do they wait so long after people die to put them in there? I think they have to wait a certain amount. It's 25 of, years after your debut album comes out. Yeah, after your day out. Yeah. Ooh. This was actually the first year that both Tupac and Pearl Jam were eligible to even be considered, and they both made it first time. Mm-hmm. That's wild. I did see a lot of people on the internet arguing about why Tupac is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Of course, I find that to be a weird argument and also sort of pointless. It's people like crybabies with fake problems. <laughs> It's not a real problem. I saw the same thing. People like, you know, not for nothing. Tupac's not rock. Who the hell cares? Yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is barely a thing. Like these people just go. They do what it's, it's gonna like. Uh, it's gonna abase your honor somehow if yeah. they put somebody who doesn't like meet the criteria. Look matter. at some of these people in there. I happen to think that Tupac rocks a bit harder than Journey. Anyway, in my opinion, that's just me. I don't like Journey. I know that. Wow. Oh, I, I love Journey so much. I think that most people like Journey. That's why they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I am certainly in the minority. You can't say the Journey doesn't have hits, though. See, no, they got they have hits. I just don't know if their hits are meant for me. I'm more of a <laughs> Steve Perry. I'm more of a Steve Perry. They said he's gonna Perry. he's gonna come and be with them mm-hmm. and perform with them. Yes. At the induction. Yeah. Isn't he dead? No, he's alive. They're just Steve didn't he? Big leave? fan, you are. I thought Steve Perry. <laughs> Steve dead? No. No, this is part of the Mandela effect. You just thought he died. He's actually been alive the whole time. It's like Berenstain Bears. And, oh, uh, wow. It's nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I just didn't. No, know. Like I think that I don't like the song "Don't Stop Believing." It's always been my big problem. With you Journey. don't stop I don't believing like became song. an overplayed, overpopulated yeah. thing that I think probably puts Journey, like, it got them to be where they were so oversaturated that now it almost becomes an underrated, because you'll go through and you listen to some songs, and you're like, oh, these are, okay, this song's all right. Yeah, yeah. They're... It's not their best song at all. No. no. I, think. I think that there was a time to, it's in the last scene of The Sopranos, which is my favorite show of all time. I've said it many times on the show. Right. I'll continue to argue it. It's the best. The show ends on a Journey song, which for me was a little bit like, ah, like, come on, really? The most iconic scene in the like the best, I, think, I feel like you just don't like Journey because you feel like you're not supposed to like Journey. Nah, there's a lot of bands I think I'm not supposed to like, but Journey, I feel like uh, I don't. I just don't think it's meant for me. That's fair. I just don't think it's meant. What about just... Lady Gaga? She meant. <laughs> I like. I appreciate Gaga. <laughs> Those no, two things I, have more good, in common than they have apart. Yeah, Yo, Gaga. I respect Gaga's grind because she made that money for other people yeah. before she made money for herself. That's yeah. like that's the way to do it. Getting those royalties. Mm-hmm. She's um, got plenty of money. She can keep putting out like just crap albums now. <laughs> uh, did you ever have any doubt that Pearl Jam was going to make the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, no, no. That's such a their kind of band. Very you know on I mean? brand. Like very. Yeah. They've probably been dying to get them in there and like get somebody. Would you say a safe band, like a kind of a safe rock and roll band for like the the suits at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah, to be like, sure. yeah, let's get behind Pearl Jam. Like, I, sure. I love Pearl Jam. I'm not trying to yeah. shit on him anyway. But no, no broad mind. appeal. I mean, great career. Tons and tons of albums. Lots of respect. Yeah, that's a that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, guys, this got me into a uh, a deep dive on the internet, and it got me to a really funny... Wait, yes or no? Three years from now, you think Green Day is going to be first ballot? Yes, oh. absolutely. Does Green Day get in? Yeah, absolutely. I think they do, don't they? Yeah. Whether or not I like the music yeah, they've produced... No, that's true. You can't look at what... Their impact on the culture of, especially that specific I subset. I that this new album is actually really good. Uh, Green Day's new album would have to be 
so good to win me back at this point in time, I don't think it would I don't think it could possibly exist. I hope it is now just so you turn into a super fan. I hope it do I hope it I like I still like Green Day. I appreciate all the like I learned how to play guitar on a lot of those Green Day songs, right? Well, I learned how to play power chords. But right. you know, the, the base idea of Which how is to all you it. need, kids. Just a couple power chords. <laughs> a couple power chords. Uh, so there'll always be a part of me that like respects like Green Day and their place in history, but like I, I don't think there's anything they could put out that would make me care anymore. I just I think I'm past it. Yeah. Even Pearl Jam, who I love, it'd be tough for me to get like gassed up for a new Pearl Jam album unless they I don't think that these bands can do what they did when they were making the music that I liked. That's fair. I agree. It's like sequels. They're never really that good. Mm. Uh, it's true. Well, Terminator 2, Aliens, Godfather Part 2, Return of the Jedi. All right, I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong, Sam. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back, that was what I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, so it got me into a deep dive, though, uh, and I got into this interesting article about the most famous band of all time from every state. Each band who's considered the most popular in each state. The reason this came up is because uh, they mentioned, uh, the Utica Yoga Project field mentioned that they went to uh, John Mellencamp's hometown. I forget, I think it's in Indiana. Sure. And uh, he's basically like the Bruce Springsteen of Indiana. Like anywhere you go, they just love Mellencamp. So I figured it'd be a fun game. I'm going to give you guys a couple states and you guys are going to guess the band. I think they're in varying qualities of difficulty. I feel like I don't know who's from what states though. (laughs) Well, I don't know at all. Well, it's worth a shot. Let's give it a try. Who, Who do you think the most popular band in the state of Alabama is? This is an easy one. Dolly Parton. Leonard Skinner. No, it's the band Alabama. Is the surprise band? Yeah, they sold over seventy-three million records. So who? I'm just gonna start saying the state's name now. Um, all right, well here's one. How about California? Most famous band from California. That's such a. Big... I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's a jam band. The scumbags and fish, the dead. There oh, you go, wow. the Grateful Dead. That makes sense. Um, yeah. I guess I should go, by the way, I should pre-reference this. They, the reason I'm going, uh, they're defining this based on record sales, awards, and reputation. That's what they've chosen as the oh. criteria. Oh. I don't know how you define reputation. Um, here's one for you. How about the uh, the famous state of Delaware? You guys want to take a shot in the dark? Who the most Delaware? Oh, I, mean, I know. I'm just so curious. I don't know. Let me guess, like, Katy Perry. Can <laughs> <laughs> uh, you take a shot? I have no idea. George Thorogood and the Destroyers. You know George Thorogood? He's the bad to the bone guy. (laughs) (laughs) I liked this list because you get some states where no bands came from. Like there's just some states that don't produce bands, right? Uh, And then there are some bands that I didn't know were from states. I didn't know that Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers were from Florida. Oh, they seem like a very Florida band. I really think so at all. Really? I I don't think so at all. I would have said like Texas for whatever reason. I don't know why. They're not Southern though at all. Yeah. He's got no southern vibes to him, but he's still got that, like, south swampiness. Swampiness. Like, I'm blown away. Uh, here's one for you. How about the state of Iowa? Slipknot. Yes! The answer is Slipknot! So shut up! <laughs> Slipknot. How did you know That's an that? Easy How did you know that? Their second album was named Iowa. There's like, yeah, their oh, second okay. album. The whole thing is like, we're from Iowa. I didn't think it'd be that obvious, but that makes sense. <laughs> uh, I don't even know. I've never even heard of some of these bands or some of these states because there's. So, oh, here's one for you. Massachusetts. Who's the most famous band to come out of Massachusetts? I don't know. I'll give you a hint. It's named after one of their cities. Boston? Really? Boston, <laughs> yes. Boston? Yeah, man. More than Aerosmith? 
Apparently, Chris List is a scam. Aerosmith might be known as the bad boys from Boston, but considering they got their start in New Hampshire, oh, arena rock band Boston it. starts as the most famous band from Massachusetts. Boom. Ew. Uh, here's one. This is an easy one for. How about Minnesota? He died this year. George Michael. Mm. George Michael's from England. <laughs> uh, that would be Prince. Prince from Minneapolis. What's New York? That's a good question. What is New York? What is New York? (laughs) It's a state. Um, All right, let's see. New York. We'll we'll end on New York. There's a lot of these, but... Oh. Oh, it's the Ramones. I guess that makes sense. That's pretty sweet. All right. I don't know. This was a funny list, I thought. I just got into it a little bit. All right. Uh, Guys, before we close up for uh, 2016, I got to ask... I'm not a big New Year's resolution guy. I tend to find them kind of a... Kind of a waste of time. Yeah. Um, Forget about the next day. But I do think it's uh, it is nice to try and do something good to start the. Like I'm not against the idea of doing something nice. Did you guys have any New Year's resolutions for this year coming up? I just try to go broad. Just always try to do better next year. Mm. Try to be a better person. Try to make you know my my parents, my family more proud of me next year. That's all I can really do. That's fair. That's fair. Travel more. Travel more. That's a good one. I'd like to travel. I want to be more active. I say that all the time, but yeah. like I feel like I took a big dive my activity after the Boilermaker this year. Yes. I definitely oh, yeah. did. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and it happens every year, but I feel like I got lulled into it real hard this year. The Boilermaker whoops you out. It's just too much. It does. I don't do it. <laughs> uh, GFOP, who was visiting for Christmas this morning, Eric Tuttle, was telling me that he hurt his knee in the Boilermaker two years ago. Hasn't run since. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I don't blame him. <laughs> Guys, you want to do a couple quick would you rathers before we close up? I do. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Here's a good one for you. Would you rather live without the internet or live without air conditioning and heating? Where do I live? Where you live now. What do you mean? You have to have the heating. Do you know how cold it was (laughs) just this weekend? (laughs) I've got to keep the heating. The heating and the air conditioning. So no internet. I lived without the internet. That would be sad. It'd be sad to see it go. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I love books, and I love, like, playing instruments, and I love listening to, like, music. It would be tough if you just got rid of the internet now because everything's so connected to the internet. If they were just like, here's your heating and AC, but no more internet, like, a lot of your life would change. I've got a sneaking suspicion, though, that it would be be a wild adjustment period, but I would guess if you came back and asked yourself after a year, I feel like you'd probably be a happier person. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think you'd be a happier, more fulfilled, less anxious person if you didn't have the internet. (laughs) All right. Would you rather sleep on a bed... With no pillows and no blanket, or have to sleep on the floor with a blanket and pillows. Sleep on the floor. Yeah. Sleep on the floor, floor blanket the floor, and pillows. Yeah. Kind of feels nice anyway. <laughs> it straightens out my back. I'm surprised how easy that one was. I thought that was gonna be a tricky one. <laughs> yeah, I prefer it. I feel like it'd be real depressing to just sleep on that bed with no pillows. <laughs> it's like nothing me. Even in the even in the summer, I can't sleep on a mattress on a mattress without some kind of. Like oh, yeah. some kind of, I can't. Yeah. It's so Always. weird. That's uh, why I keep my AC cranked to like fridge level all summer long. You do. Cold. Yeah, you love the AC. I love it. Oh, love it. Uh, turn it on in May. Turn it off in October. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you rather raise your IQ by ten points or lower it by ten points but make one hundred and fifty thousand dollars? I got points to burn, baby. Give me the money. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I'll take that money. Wow. 
What is 10 points? Where does 10 points get you? That's what I was thinking. I don't know if I would notice if I was 10 points smarter than I am now. I don't know what if I You're probably too dumb to notice. Exactly. I don't know what my IQ is to begin with. I've never even thought about it. Is 10 points a lot or a little? That's a good question. I don't know. I think I'd rather be dumb and happy. Dumb and happy, right? (laughs) Dumb and rich. The dog and cat argument. I'd rather be dumb and happy than smart and evil. What am I going to do with the extra 10 points on my IQ? You know what I mean? I know what I'd do with the money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. I both see what's funny about that is I expected both you guys to take the 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 ten points Wrong. of IQ, Wrong. and then I was going to see how much money it would take to get you there. But no, I guess one hundred fifty thousand is all. No. I, I, I'm a year forever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then finally, we'll close this one out. Uh, permanent time travel. Would you rather permanently time travel five hundred years in the future, or five hundred years in the past? Uh, future. <laughs> Permanently? Permanently. You can only go one way. Past. Past. Just to say, who who knows? You know what I mean? If 500 years in the future, I mean, if our planet's like a overheated, like, wasteland yeah, that nothing an, lives on Yeah, that's a good anymore, point. And you're just there, and you're like, ha-ha, you're dead. At least 500 years ago, you can take your chances. You know some stuff. Yeah. Nah, I'm good. I'll see uh, you in the future. <laughs> all right, so I, I did a little bit of research on this. I went, I looked back up what 500, what happened 500 years ago. This was 1517 on the Gregorian calendar. Are you sneaking in another history fact? Yes, he mm-hmm. is. I, yes, unbelievable. He is. I'm just saying, on February 3rd, Cairo was captured by the Ottoman Empire. So just so you get an idea of what's going on around this time that you've chosen There's to go back like to. There's like lions all over the place, and <laughs> I don't want anything to do with it. Hell yeah. No. <laughs> Protestant Reformation happened that year. You could be just in time for the Protestants on Halloween. Big Halloween in 1517. Huge one. One of the biggest Halloweens. Prove it. <laughs> Prove it <laughs> to me. Not. Prove to me that that was one of the biggest Halloweens. Uh, I was going to try and find some people who were born from that who were important, but I don't know any of them. None of these people are important to me well, in terms of... You don't know them? That's weird. I don't know Howard Henry, the Earl of Surrey. Do you know him? <laughs> are you a fan of him? Maybe. Maybe I heard of him once or twice. No, <laughs> never. Folks... We hope you enjoyed your 2016. Um, hopefully, 2017 will be better than last year. Hopefully, every day going forward will be a little bit better than the day we just had. A little motivational speech for you guys. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Facebook, at Uticast. You can just type it into the internet. You'll probably find it relatively easily. Uh, follow Mara on Twitter at Mara, uh, Mara Olivia with two A's. Follow Kevin at underscore Kevin Sullivan. Me at SF Doom. Um, send us an email send us a letter uh, send us a question I'll put up some more polls and uh, we'll try and do better than we did last year nice work today guys there you go yeah 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 yeah